0: Welcome to another chapter of Family Fiction's Christian Fiction Bookshelf Podcast, where we give you a deeper look into your favorite Christian authors and the inspirations, research, and methodology
1: that goes into writing the books you love to read. Here's your host, Jamie Vaughn. Hi, everyone. I'm Jamie Vaughn with Family Fiction's Christian Fiction Bookshelf Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Ravel, a division of Baker Publishing Group, and my guest today is... Karen Wittemeyer, and she's here to talk to us about her brand new series starting and the very first book that comes out this June called Fairest of Heart. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to share today. Good. So I'm very excited to hear all about this. So Fairest of Heart is your very first book in the new series called um, the Texas Ever After series. That's so right. I would love to know how it all came about and how fairy tales are kind of woven in there.
0: Well, like many people, probably, I grew up watching all the Disney fairy tales, mm-hmm. right? And yes. I, I remember not only watching the movies, but my mom gave me those little records that I had my own little Fisher-Price <laughs> record player. <and> I nice. <laughs> The little storybooks and the little, you could sing along with the songs. And so from the time that I was just a really young girl, I just loved fairy tales. Mm -hmm. Um, And that never really went away because even when I grew up, I still was really drawn to the romance genre. That Mm -hmm. was my favorite thing to read. And really that, that builds off of the whole fairy tale ideal. So um, I knew at some point, even though my, my romance stories always kind of have that Fairy tale esque element to them. I really wanted to be intentional and do an actual uh, series of retellings. And so this was really a lot of fun for me um, to jump in and get to do.
1: Yeah. So, can the readers read the books out of order or do they need to read from start to finish?
0: So, this series is a little bit different than most of my previous series. There's not a set of characters that carry over into each story. Um, it's just tied together by theme. So the fairy tale theme um, is carried over in each book. So the first book um, is going to be a Snow White retelling. There'll be a different one in book two and a different one in book three. Um, But there's not like a carryover character or a set location or anything like that. So you can read them in any order.
1: Nice. Please tell me there's a Cinderella. That's book two. Yay. (laughs) So tell me, why did you pick Snow White for the first book?
0: There are so many things about Snow White that are just easily recognizable. Mm -hmm. You have the seven dwarfs, right? As Mm -hmm. soon as I say that my character um, takes refuge on the Diamond D Ranch where seven retired drovers live, you know exactly what fairy tale we're doing. Right. Um, And I had so much fun playing off of the the names. So I gave my seven retired drovers. I want them to have all cowboy names. I didn't want like Sneezy and Dopey and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I had a lot of fun um, trying to kind of play off of some of those. So we do have a doc character who is a doctor. So he goes by doc. That was pretty common in the Old West. So that was easy. But I had like Dusty is sneezy because, you know, that kind of makes sense. Dust makes you sneeze. Um, Coy was bashful. Those are synonyms. So you Mm -hmm. kind of play off of some of those together. Um, The others aren't quite as, as clever as that, but I had, I just had fun um, doing that. My heroine, you know, of course, she's supposed to be, you know, believes that she's the fairest of them all. Right. Mm -hmm. So her name is Narcissa LaBelle. So you have Narcissa with, you know, the old Greek uh, Narcissus, you'll fall Mm -hmm. in love with yourself kind of thing. And then LaBelle means beauty and all of that. So I kind of played off of that. And of course her, um, her henchman um, is, Cecil Hunt and so you have Hunt for the Huntsman and you know, so I kind of had yeah. some fun playing with some of the names and, and giving homage to uh, the original tale in in my version. Yeah.
1: So your female protagonist though is named Penelope Snow. Correct. How do coincide or work alongside of the character Snow White? How do they kind of meld together? So
0: there's a lot of similarities in maybe um, well she looks a lot like the Disney Snow White right okay. she's very uh, pale skin, dark hair. Um, she's very beautiful. Um, but she, she downplays her beauty, um, because of some things that have happened in her past. She tries to minimize that and tries to avoid attention. Um, so she's very, um, humble and modest. Um, she also, um, you can probably tell by the cover of the book there's she wears an outfit because that's kind of a hodgepodge of some other things that she you know found at the at the ranch and is sewing together that kind of looks like Snow White's Uh outfit um so that you know kind of is a similarity yeah um also so there's a few things that are maybe a little bit different so she doesn't um she's not the stepdaughter of the villain (laughs) of the story and so there's a few little twists she kind of um helps herself get away instead of having the huntsman, you know, having a change of heart and that kind of thing. So there's a few things that, you know, are a little bit different than the classic story. But I this this particular book stays pretty close to the classic, uh classic story. Except so, it's in the old west.
1: <laughs> yeah. And why not? You know, I right. mean why not? So one of your the major themes in the book is integrity. Um and integrity amidst persecution. How does um that play throughout the book with Penelope?
0: So um, both of the main characters, both Penelope and Titus, who is the hero, um, both of them, um, they have to face a lot of deception in the story. Most of it perpetrated by the villainess. And they also are coming with their own baggage from their own personal experiences and history and that kind of thing. Um, Penelope has, has done all she can to kind of escape the limelight, to hide herself and to not be noticed. And she has to learn to stand up for what is right, to speak Mm -hmm. up for herself and to um, not be afraid to go up against someone who is much more powerful Mm -hmm. um, than she is um, because she knows that that's what is right. That is what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. Um, Titus is coming from a place of um, prejudice because of things that have happened in his past. And so um, he has to overcome that prejudice in order to see the truth instead of what his prejudice is expecting that he will see. And so they both have to kind of learn to um do what is right, but also to um to seek truth mm-hmm. um, separate from their own misconceptions and things that they are are coming from with our and you know, we all kind of have to deal with that. We have our own hurts, our wounds, um, things that um you know, have shaped us. And sometimes it's difficult to set those aside and be objective and have the courage to do what's right, even when it feels like it's putting us in a vulnerable position.
1: So when the reader finishes the book, closes the last chapter, what do you want them to take away from it?
0: I want them to be smiling because they really enjoyed their time in the story. And I want them to come away with this feeling not only just that love conquers all in a romantic way, but mm-hmm. I, I I think part of what makes that fairy tale truth timeless is there's something I think deep inside of us that resonates with that. Mm-hmm. When Christ died for us, love that he showed overcame all right everything he he won the victory on the cross Mm -hmm. and even for people that aren't believers i think there is just something that god puts in all of us that recognizes that that is true Mm -hmm. and i want that to be an encouraging message um even though it's wrapped up in this fun romantic story i want that um seeds of that to carry through to the reader So that they feel that um, in their soul, that there is hope, that there is goodness, that there is um, a chance for right to win um, Mm -hmm. in this world and definitely in the world to come. Mm
1: -hmm. So what's your favorite fairy tale?
0: My favorite is Beauty and the Beast. Shocking that a uh, book lover would love the heroine that falls in love with the giant (laughs) library. (laughs) Right. She fell in love with the library before the hero, I just have to say. Very true, very true. (laughs) So, and there's something about a wounded hero that tugs at my heartstrings, so I've always loved that story, and there are hints of that in several of the books that I've written in the past, so... Mm -hmm. I have a lot of fun with that one.
1: I have to say, I do love the fact that you had the Disney books on record because so did I. And my kids <laughs> look at me like I'm crazy when I tell them that. And like, it's yes. what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I still have a lot of the records. I don't know where the books are, but I still have a lot of those records. So I wish I did.
0: I remember at some point, you know, when I went off to college, those disappeared. I'm guessing probably in a garage sale somewhere. And looking back, I was like, oh, if I only still had those. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear you.
1: You still hear that, to
0: turn, yes. turn the page.
1: <laughs> so, there's two more books in this series. When do they come out? When does Cinderella come out? When does the, the third one?
0: So, uh, book two, um, is actually a little more of a twist on so it's more of a Cinderfella story, okay? Um, and we do have an official title, If the Boot Fits, which you know <laughs> is perfect for it being from his point right. of view, <laughs> and so that's that's fun. I think I'm checking my notes. I think that one's supposed to come out March 12th okay. um, of 2024. And then book three, I think, is scheduled for um, late fall, probably November, December of uh, 2024 as well. Okay. And right. I've just started. I think I'm like two chapters into that one. So Okay. Are you going
1: to tell us who that is? Or are we are keeping that in Well,
0: this one, book three, is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a mashup of um, Little Red Riding Hood and Sleeping Beauty. So it's going to be it's going to be a little bit different than the first two that were kind of straightforward, classic fairy tales. This one's going to be a little bit of a mix up.
1: Well, I'm so excited to read these. And you you are so welcome. (laughs) I love the idea. I love fairy tales. I love Disney. I love the fact that we can. you've taken it and done this super creative twist on it. So I can't wait. And everybody go to your local Christian bookstore in June, pick this book up and um, pick it up wherever you shop locally. And we are so excited. Karen cannot wait to see what happens with this. The Fairest of Heart is out in June. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Family Fiction's Christian Fiction Bookshelf Podcast. Stay up to date on all things Christian fiction at
0: familyfiction.com. Christian Fiction Bookshelf is produced by Ross Kluver, hosted by Jamie Vaughn, and edited by Brandon Woolham. Subscribe today wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll never miss a chapter.